This week on Erotic Awakening, being a pro dom, successful play parties, and being propositioned by a total stranger. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporter. Ooh, Wobat. Not really our latest, but... Not our latest, but a good supporter. Absolutely. We like the Wobat. We enjoy creating these. Oh, that's my turn to talk. Yes. We enjoy creating these podcasts and hope you enjoy listening to them. When you become our patron, it gives us a chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the podcast as well as get access to special content. Which we do have coming. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at options. And regardless, thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening when? right now. Right now. Right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk. We have a uh, interview with Mistress. I'm trying to remember the title. I knew Nikki yeah. Nikita is the name. I can't remember what title she prefers, and I believe it is Mistress Mistress Nikita, who is a pro dame who we happen mm -hmm. to meet. Uh, not too long ago at a uh, weekend of wickedness up yes. in the Albany, New York, New York. area. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are also, our question of the day um, is fairly interesting, and I'm not going to reveal it because we're going to get there in any moment now, as well as we have our random questions, as well oh, as like you had a contact questions. from a famous person. But we'll oh, talk about I that did. in a minute. Yes. And you know what? I need to add a note with my tentacle pin here. You go right ahead so, and do that. Because I had something else too. And while you notate that, Dawn, our question of the day came in from a podcast listener and they nice. said, Dan and Dawn, what do you guys think it requires to have a successful play party? Ooh, a successful play party? People. People is a good thing. <laughs> yes. That, let's start it's with people. Okay. successful unless there's people. But, um, also, just a sense of um, those people feeling welcome as well, right? So for me, a successful play party, what I'm thinking of is more of the energy, mm -hmm. right? So new people are feel welcome. Um, people that have been there a while aren't clicky. They kind of welcome in the new people. And everybody has a good time. Yeah, we've been fortunate mm -hmm. that you and I for here at the Columbus space, we have the first Saturday play party, right? And we've been running the last couple of, and we'll be running the next first Saturday play party. Mm -hmm. We go back and forth with Barrick and Sheba, right? They've got some traveling to do. We just did some traveling. So we're going to do a couple of them in the row. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy for us to actually answer this because we've happened to have some successful play parties. We later. have, we have. So first off, have a, for us, one of the keys is that we have a crew of people that show up before the play party right. and help us to create that space and help us to just put the furniture out and to put the furniture out in a different way each time. Sometimes the furniture is put out with these pieces in this room, these pieces Sometimes over here. Sometimes we have the pink mats. We make right. sure to have the the suspension frame, the gate out. You guys look at it to make sure that people can walk through it with no problem and that the energy of the space looks good and the low lighting, mm -hmm. the music is key. Oh my God, the music is key. The music is key. And don't put in a Nickelback CD. Nope, nope. Don't nope. put in Willie Nelson. Don't put in Casey Sun in the Sunshine Band. And I'm saying this from experience. Yes, we've had all those experiences. <laughs> if you're thinking, well, Dan, uh, what do I do for dungeon music? You could keep it simple. 
head on over to, and, and this is a, just the simplest way to do it. Like you've got no clue what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Head over to uh, Pandora. If you have that account, that means you don't get commercials. Right. <laughs> and do a radio station based on the band Massive Attack. That is good. Uh, middle of the road dungeon music, mm -hmm. right? It's got thump to it. It's not too techno and it's not too Enya. Right. Right. You want that balance between the two. Uh, knowing, and like you said, right, that they're, you're going to have some new people. Right. So when you have new people showing up to the play party, how do you make them feel welcome, right? So have somebody, for us, what we do is we give them tours. We, do. we walk them around to the different areas of the dungeon. So here's Try, this place. Trying to make sure space. not to be loud because people are playing. Right? And we're going to talk so, about that. Yeah. <laughs> here's this play space. Here's that play space. Here's the bathrooms. Here's the smoking area. Right. right? And Here's the social area. Mm -hmm. And if the opportunity exists, which often it does, to introduce them to one or two people in the social area. I usually try to introduce them to an extrovert. Yes. So in the social area. So, <laughs> right. yeah. So let them know that they are welcome here and let them know what the rules are as they come in. Mm -hmm. Be aware that they're going to have questions, i.e., what can I wear? That's right. the number one question. <laughs> what should I wear? What are the protocols? What's the decorum? Right. And let them mm -hmm. know what beforehand so that they feel welcome coming in. Um, You'd mentioned the music, so making people feel welcome. Yeah, I try to mention, when I give tours, I try to mention a little bit of dungeon etiquette. Mm -hmm. If we do the um, newcomer meeting at a half hour before the party, sometimes we'll do a newcomer meeting and I'll go over dungeon etiquette. So I really try to give them the skills to be able to have a good time at the party and not step on toes, right? Because this lifestyle is actually like its own culture. So people come in not knowing anything. They really don't know how to behave. And a lot of us like to know how to behave so that we make our best first impression. Right. So it's tricky to recognize that uh, the, all the things that go into a successful play party, right? Radio and, and it'd be mm -hmm. great. Right. Mm -hmm. um, having well, and one of the things we've been doing at the space lately that has been super successful is we put out little wristbands with different colors. Say, I'm a top, right. I'm a bottom. I'm, I'm a, a top looking to play. I'm a bottom looking to play. I'm a switch looking to play so that people know, oh, I, I, I see you wearing a blue mm -hmm. wristband. Maybe we should try something. Yeah. So and we put some people out there that are willing to play with new people. Yes. And have them start some scenes. Including you and me. Include me and you do that all the time. Yes. So because we want to get that energy started. We want to. And sometimes me and you are the first ones to play in the dungeon as well. Because a lot of people come and they want to spend their time socializing first, which is fine. Sure. But then everybody's gathering into the social room and nobody's playing. You right. Got two rooms of play furniture and nobody on it. So sometimes we'll go and start the party. Yeah. And then, and you have a bunch of new people there. They don't know mm -hmm. who to socialize with. And they're looking around at the dungeon first. Oh, just, does everybody go play on this? <laughs> what do you think makes a successful play party? You can head over to our Facebook page, Erotic Awakening Podcast, which is all one word. Share your thoughts. We're going to post this question of the day. As soon as we hit post to this podcast. Indeed. Making yourself a note to do I that, am, aren't you? I am. That's my new job. So Don. In our um, moving around, prepping for the Beyond the Love. I'm looking at the video of this. This is yes, so cool. <laughs> for those listening on audio only, Dawn's playing with tentacles. Oh, my tentacle pen. I've got a whole um, glass full of tentacles that people Purple have given me over time. So, yes. So, as I was saying before your tentacles interrupted Sorry, me. Sorry, they interrupt. We're prepping for, <laughs> uh, we're preparing for Beyond the Love, the polyamory 
event, mm -hmm. and one of the elders of polyamory reached out to you and said, hey, I heard about Did. your event, yes. and I had some information yes. for you. And he doesn't call himself an elder. He calls himself a like a trailblazer. Yes, and he that had is another exactly word correct. for it. Yeah, no, he I think trailblazer was the word that I yeah. remember. So and um, but he wrote us and um, just kind of reached out and you know it was um, congratulating the event and mm -hmm. things like that. And, Who is um, this person? Name? Oh, that sorry. Name. So it's Oberon Zell Ravenheart. So that's the bell for ding. name dropping. The problem is, is not a lot of people know who Oberon is. Mm -hmm. I know him because he's also a pagan. And when I went to clergy training, he was there at the clergy training. He was one of the elders that was brought in. Him and Isaac Bonowitz and, oh my God, I'm going to forget her name. It'll pop into my head about an hour from now. So <laughs> Abby Willowroot. Mm -hmm. so, so there was a couple of us and we were all... Um, uh, doing the clergy training and, mm -hmm. and really learning things like that. But he also has a name to fame because back in 1990, his wife, so one of his partners, so which is Morning Glory Zell, she came up with the word polyamory. And we were talking on our last podcast about how we thought it was like back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And that's because like Oberon's 75 now. I was thinking anything that he did had to have been in the 60s or the 70s sure, or whatever. Sure. And um, But no, it was 1990. And she wrote this article for the Green Egg magazine, which mm -hmm. was an old pagan magazine, and um, used polyamory for the first time. So he, I, I was having a, a Facebook messaging um, conversation with him. Mm -hmm. And that's where he was telling me the... The correct year. So yep. but and, I and thought that was really cool because I have met him before. They are trailblazers, sure, right? Of, sure. of the polyamory movement or whatever you want to call it. They did the TV rounds. I mean, they were on all kinds of television back in 1990 talking about this polyamory thing and about their family and their dynamics and stuff like that. So he really did lay out some grand groundwork, him and Morning Glory. Mm -hmm. And and we'll be fortunate that at Beyond the Love, we will have some of those old school polyamory people like Robin Trask that'll be presenting for mm -hmm. us, as well as some of the current popular famous types like right. Franklin, as well yeah. as you know just this wide swath of people. But well, he he was saying that he didn't recognize any of the names, and um and I and I wrote him back and I was like, well, that's funny because you actually know me and I'm one of the producers, so right. you know, and I told him the whole story about you know because. He's met a lot of people. So I had to tell him the story about how we met, mm -hmm. what it was like, what the conversation was about and everything. So, and um, that was just really neat. And I told him, I said, you may not know any of the names, but a lot of people do. I mean, the movement has moved on. Right. You know, right. so. So there you yeah. go. So it was, it was fun chatting with him. It is neat when somebody reaches out mm -hmm. from, you know, and says, hey, here's some information that you here's said on the podcast. I wanted to correct it. And. Yep. To say, and you just to recognize that we're doing something. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because at Poly Columbus, I make sure to mention it again. I actually try to mention Morning Glory anytime polyamory is talked about and people are looking for 101 information, mm -hmm. simply because she has a past. And that's one way, the one one way of how to remember well, people. Sure. Right? And as, accomplishments. as presenters ourselves, right? If we're mm -hmm. going to, if we, we like to be acknowledged and recognized for things we've done, things that we've done, there's nothing. And that's, that's just the appropriate, it's the appropriate thing to do yeah. in my opinion. So, uh, our random erotic awakening Instagram follower of the day is Yafit Kushner, who listens to the podcast while they cook dinner. I did not know <laughs> uh, that Instagram actually had a, um, uh, a way you can message people. 
Oh yeah. And I'm getting ready to go to bed and they're saying, Oh, I listen, I'm listening to the podcast now while I cook. And I was like, well, you're cooking a late dinner. And they're like, no, no, I'm cooking lunch. Uh, I don't live where you live. So oh, okay. awesome. Awesome. But I don't want to give everything about them. You can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day. We are on Instagram as erotic awakening. What a guess. Nice. What a strange. We thing. need more pictures. I meant to take a picture of me and my motorcycle. Today. I meant to take a picture of you on the motorcycle. When did we go riding the other day? I don't know. We went riding one day kind of recently. Yeah. But I went to. This morning, for fuck's sake. Was it this morning? Yes, we went it's riding this morning. It's been a long day. Yes, I just spent five been. hours on the bike because I went to go visit Big D. Right. And, um, and get some quality time and then drove back. So I was going to take a picture of me and my girl and I was going to put my uh -huh. arm around my bike. So When you went to visit Big D for quality time, was that. I'm not saying <laughs> that's yes. For those watching on video, that's red. That's called a blush. Speaking of a blush, our 50 dirty questions that will make you both turn you both on and make you want sex. Dawn, number 36. What do you think an orgy would be like? Um, Unfortunately, I've seen an orgy. I had my fantasy orgy of what I think it would be like, which is all hot and nasty and, mm -hmm. you know, everybody doing everything. But then I watched an orgy when you and I were first getting into this lifestyle at a swinging house party. Uh -huh. And it was nothing like what I had imagined. They were talking like about their families and jobs. And so one's given a blow job and then asking the guy about his job and did he get the promotion? And me and I was all sitting back with, with popcorn and ready to watch. And no, it wasn't that great. Are you suggesting we have not been in, a, in an orgy? I don't think we have. You, uh, I've been in a threesome with a few people. Well, we have been in a, I believe. Oh, before flesh, we did the flush tent. Does that yeah, count? I don't think the flush tent counts. Okay, because that <clears> was <throat> like 30 people in that tent, but we were all with But our, we were paired. We were paired. Or tried. I was touching other people. Like yeah. their toes were touching my ears and stuff because we were so cramped in there. Now, I seem to recall <laughs> we were in a foursome. Me and you and M and V when M and V yes, was Yes, I remember that. Not really of that's a, that's a force of them, not force a of an orgy. Though, so I don't know that that counts as I will say the, the one time I've been in an orgy, for a, I can say, yes, this was an orgy and I was in it. And I can't recall why I needed to do this, but there was somebody in the midst, in the middle of the orgy, that needed some information. Mm -hmm. I can't remember why. This is I kind of ringing a bell. So is that, <clears throat> excuse me, I read uh, Aeon. <clears throat> okay. Um, so I had to walk. Through the orgy. Doo, 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 that was doo, happening doo. in the barn. Yes. It was happening in the barn. About it later. Okay. I had to climb through the orgy to the center of the orgy where the person was and tell them this information and then climb back out. I remember that. And yes. that's like 2004. That's 14 years ago. Okay. And I remember that. I can't remember that we went motorcycle riding this morning. Right. But you remember? But I remember 14 years ago. Yes. So what do you think an orgy would be like? Apparently, we. I mean, you said you'd think it'd be boring. I witnessed it being boring. Yes. I would like to be part of one that's all hot and nasty and everybody can do anything that they want to, to whatever is available. Mm -hmm. That's what I would like to do. We'll have to follow up on that one. Because we don't know. Because we don't know. Have you ever, Don, the next question, been propositioned by a total stranger? Have I ever been propositioned by a total stranger? The only thing that pops into my head is when I went to the Princeton Swing Club. Yeah. 
and I went to a Fetus Four Play Friday. Mm -hmm. And when I was done with that, which is all the kink demos, I went downstairs to masturbate <laughs> in the couple's room. And when I got, because usually singles aren't allowed in there, but there's this big plate glass window. Right. So people can watch through the window, but it's only couples inside. Well, I asked the guard if I could go in there and just masturbate. Because mm -hmm. to me, that's a safe spot. Sure. Right. Sure. And he said, absolutely. Because women don't ask to go in right. and do that. It's usually the guys, which are told no. And when I came out, I got propositioned by a stranger because he'd like what he'd watched. He was one of the people with his face plastered okay. <laughs> against the glass. So what was that like? Was it creepy? Was it cool? It was a little, was it... It was a little creepy. So, but uh, unfortunately. Now, I will tell you a second, another time you were propositioned by a total stranger. Okay. I don't know the circumstances beyond you and a friend of ours went to a swing club. I believe it was Indiana. Oh, And that a total is stranger said, hey, I'd like to eat your pussy. Yes. And I said, do you have a dental dam? And he said, a what? And I said, well, that tells me you don't. So you can fuck me, but you can't eat me out without protection. And so he fucked me. And the other women hated me. Why did the other women hate you? Because it seems that his um, his way of participating through the night is to eat, 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 and then come. Oh. Whereas I had him first. <laughs> I've never heard this story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good Lord. That was when I was dating G. <sighs> so that's six years ago. Um, and you have actually been propositioned by a total stranger in other situations, but I'm going to tell the story because that one happened to both of us. Okay. Um, we were presenting at in Euclair, Wisconsin, and we had Can someone bring this. Um, a, a, a beautiful woman say, "How would you like? I have a hot tub in my room. How would you like to come up for? Oh yeah, sexy naked time. Yeah, and we didn't. No, it it was a it. So the actual question of how have you ever been propositioned? Yes. Yes. What was it like? A little off-putting, a little weird, actually. Right, isn't it? And now I, more than once, I have had strangers yeah. offer no, you know, just plain old sex. Here, have some sex or blowjob. Yeah, I remember the blowjob one. It's just a little off-putting, to be honest. Yeah, isn't so that weird? Because we consider ourselves sluts. I consider myself a slut. I like sex, mm -hmm. but when an absolute stranger does it, it can be a little creepy. So I'm going to have to get beyond that, though, because I did tell you, I hope I told you this, that me and the <laughs> girls that were sitting at the, yes, you the did tell me tea that. and cigar thing last night were thinking of doing a swing club yeah. get together because none of them have been to a swing club before. Right. So I'm the only one that's been. So they want me to take them. Cool. And and it's like, okay, oh, I can take you, but I don't know how to do this. I'm not a successful swinger. I'm not going to get you laid. <laughs> Maybe they'll get me laid. So I have a note here <laughs> I'm going to make. Okay. Uh, because I I'd thought about this earlier and forgot all about it. We are going to do a two-part podcast coming up. Part one okay. is going to be how to successfully how to successfully start a new relationship. Okay. okay. And we're going to share whatever advice we have around that. Okay. Six months later, we're going to do part two. Which is? Did it work? Oh, each of us are going to start a new relationship? I don't know. It depends on how good our advice is. How good we are at following our own advice. I have a hard time finding people. People are intimidated by me, so I'm told. I'm either too visible, which is what the last one told me, or I'm intimidating, which 
I have figured out actually means they're intimidated by me. Not that I'm intimidating. And you have better luck than I do. They say, wah, Dan. And Excuse me a moment <laughs> while I say, wah, fucking wah. I will be doing this wearing a monk's robes. Let's see how that impacts the, um, yeah. Hey, you want to start a relationship with a bald vegetarian who's thinking about being celibate? That'll be hot, right? Oh, by the way. They might take that as a challenge. And by the way, already got a couple relationships. Don't really have time to start a new one or interest. That could be a great challenge. Well, oh, I thought you were coming up with this so that you could say, I'm doing this for research. <laughs> that would be great. A great line as well for a pickup. Uh, finally, Don, from the question, the 50 Dirty Questions, be, uh, before we move on, and we don't have a whole lot left. So if you're just hanging out for the interview, getting there. Uh, what does your ideal one night stand look like? He walked into Sangha last week. <laughs> wow, no kidding. <laughs> he was not a one night stand. It's what he would look like oh. if he was. A one -night. No, that's not another story that you okay. haven't heard yet. <laughs> we we live together and we podcast together and we present together and we don't have a lot of time to talk and actually share stories sometimes. Well, so, but no, it was just a cute guy that went into Sangha. I almost skipped the Volvo workshop to go to Sangha <laughs> because that would have been an awesome one night stand. Um, so what does yours look like? Mine looks, well, recently we shared that on my bucket list is fucking a stranger. Right. Well, there you go. Perfect one night I mean, stand. Not knowing their name, not knowing their history. It's really interesting because we just talked about how we find it a little off-putting to have uh, somebody just try and, and, and right. pick a proposition by a total stranger. Right. So how that works with that one night stand, right? I guess it would be that, uh, you know, it's a situation where for me, it's a, this negotiated, hey, I'm, I'm moving to Canada. I have I just one want, night left in town. I have one night left in town and uh, hey, hey, hey now. You know, but not offering me, like it's off-putting to say, to have somebody say, hey, would you like a blowjob? Just out mm -hmm. of the blue, right? But to have somebody a little more story. So I guess, the, uh, man, we suck at You've this. You've actually been offered blowjobs by a couple of people. Yeah. We had a couple come here to the space during a picnic that thought they were going to be able to pick people up. They actually are recorded on the podcast. They are recorded they, on the podcast. We had an interview with them. So, and it was probably the most natural thing in the world, right? Uh -huh. I just recorded an interview with them. How they, oh, I love having, giving blowjobs to random guys. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. I love that. That's your kink. Wonderful. Right. So we stopped recording and she's like, yeah. So like you're a random guy and I love giving blowjobs. How about a blowjob? I'm like, oh, hey, well, I've actually got to, uh, <laughs> I've got some shit to do. Uh, sorry, but thanks anyway. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, but it's in my head. That's really hot. So the guy at the, the swing club that walked mm -hmm. me through the window. That was hot to watch his face and other right. people's faces through the windows. Then when I walk out and he actually talks to me, yeah. then it's like, oh, got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. We have one new subscriber oh, to the old podcast uh, newsletter. We do. Michael Stone of Texas. Head over to the Erotic Awakening website and get your EA -E shout out. Shout out. <laughs> You'll get a, you'll find the link on the E. Oh, fuck it. Just go there and find it. <laughs> and finally, before we get into our well, no, interview, I got, a, I got a thingy. 
You have a thingy? I got a thingy to add. Well, it's well, not on your notes because your my tentacle didn't make it over there. The final thing on my notes <laughs> is that once to him wrote in and said, hi, Dan, hi, Don. Uh, and they mentioned that they really appreciated our Nature versus Nurture podcast. That was old EA459. That was Lady Kaya? It was. Uh, the discussion regarding a, attachment to the outcome of a decision in relationship to needing to win was very informative. And sh this person has used it in the past weeks during discussions, both at work and at school, where our erotic podcast is impacting somebody's school and work. Wow. Uh, sh this person actually cited the podcast in a forum post for their online cast class on interpersonal relationships. Thank you for sharing. Uh, as you mentioned, that is Lady Kaya that actually mm -hmm. had that podcast, who will be presenting at Beyond the Love. So if winch to him, if you would like to meet that person or us, Beyond the Love will be your opportunity to awesome, do that. Awesome. So my random thing was, is that Bad Bunny? Mm -hmm. She messaged me on Facebook and she sent me a Cthulhu cat. Aww. <laughs> Isn't that cute? That is super cute. I don't know that. Oh, I can't show it that way because it'll show her name. Oh, okay. Good call. Yeah. So I went to flash it, but it's got her name on there. So thank you, Bad Bunny. So that was awesome. Don, did you know that the Bad Bunny podcast is rated higher than Erotic Awakening? I, no. Take a moment <laughs> to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or YouTube. Awesome. Or just tell your friends. And that's it. Uh, we will may or may not be podcasting next weekend. If we are podcasting, it will be from the Holland, Michigan. Awesome. Where we will be presenting for the second Saturday Society. That is August 25th of 2018. Come out there and see us. And I might have motorcycle hair again. <laughs> and you might have motorcycle hair again. <laughs> have to check again. the weather, see if we can ride the bikes. Where we did not ride the bikes recently was Albany, New York. And... But we did have a wonderful interview with uh, Mistress Nikita, mm -hmm. who um, we really, really interesting part. And I want, I'll share this in the interview as well. But one of the things that I was cur most curious about is she's a professional dominatrix. Right. And I, one of the things I was really curious about was I was afraid that that would take away the fun of being at a BDSM event. Yeah. Right. Because so. it's, it's like if you're a porn star, do you still enjoy having sex for recreational oh. non-pay yeah yeah and i know it's not the same thing but in a way it, it kinda is. is and i asked her that and she answered it nice so don one of the questions that people often ask us is that we can't answer is what's it like for the life of a pro dame mm -hmm. so tonight we have mistress nikita and am i saying that right pro dame yeah is there a different is there a, is it a gender thing pro dom pro dame who cares? It is. Who cares? I just call me. I'm a pro dame. There you go. So the first thing I want to ask you is because here we are at an event, um, and I'm going to ask from questions if I have no clue. Okay. Are you compensated for being here or any of the play that you're doing this weekend? Oh no, none whatsoever. So you're here for your personal enjoyment. I am. Okay. So my first thought would be the problem with being a pro dame would be that you would end up, I would guess. Do you enjoy playing less? Or does it affect it at all? It doesn't affect it at all. When you say, do I enjoy playing less, what do you mean? Well, I have, my understanding is that people that get paid for sex, for example, don't find sex as enjoyable oh, because okay. it becomes a job versus oh, a... No, 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 I don't find that at all. Um, no, when I pro-dom, mm -hmm. I still enjoy playing like at an event where they're my friends and 
you know, we've emailed each other, and yes, we're going to have a play session. Who's going to top who and, and this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't find it that it's less, any less enjoyable. Okay. Is, oh, wait. So, I'm, I'm curious with something that you just said. So, you discuss with who tops who. Yes, so, because some of my friends uh-huh. um, like to switch. Okay. So, I started my life out as a submissive. Okay. And you know that all great dames <coughs> were first great submissives. So, that's how we <laughs> learn to be a good dom is by being a submissive. So I still, I have friends, you know, who like, you know, I got topped earlier today and then later tonight I'm going to top him because Mm -hmm. it's just, we enjoy that interaction between each other and we're Mm -hmm. just friends. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, I was just curious. I picked yeah, up on so that. No, I'm, I'm like, oh, not wait, the don't top. Don't you dom all yeah. the time? No, I'm not the, I'm not the dom or the top all the time. Okay. You know? So in, in my the, professional world, I am always the top I am, uh-huh. or the dom. I am never the submissive in my professional world. Okay. okay. So in your professional world, the people that you play with, what is the proper uh, term? Are they bottoms? Are they clients? Are they customers? I call them clients. Okay. So they're clients, um, you know, and... A client will get in touch with me, either word of mouth or on a website or whatever. And um, that's what I refer to them as clients. And that would be my next question is, how do people find you? Is it mostly word of mouth or do you have to do you spend a lot of time advertising? I spend very little time advertising. I have, um, I have, I'm on um, FetLife mm-hmm. and on Collar Space and I'm on Night Flirt. So... Mm-hmm. Um, especially Night Flirt, you know, I'll get messages from somebody who listens to a podcast that somebody may have listened to and heard this. Um, so that's usually how it is. But a lot of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody will mention it to somebody. Or I'll meet somebody at an event like this who is looking to be, you know, to have the services of a dame, but I don't know them and I'm not looking to make them in my circle of friends mm-hmm. and then we would work something out where they would come to me and then we would establish a client relationship okay awesome. now I, I don't know what's you have a dawn has this look on her I, face i, I want to know d- i do but it might change the, the flow of things so do you have a question on i, I do have a question okay, do, i don't know what state you live in nor am i asking is what you do legal um yes because of the fact that there's no sex involved oh yeah yeah Okay, so yeah. if you provide sexual services or a happy ending, as it's called, to a uh-huh. client, and you accept money, that's prostitution. Okay. And that's illegal. Okay. okay. Um, in my state, is it legal? Um, it's kind of a gray area. You're not going to get busted, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're out there and you're getting complaints. But yeah, it's pretty much, it's like a don't ask, don't tell thing. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, I have some law enforcement as clients, okay. so I don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I mean it's so. it's not that illegal thing where they're you know somebody finds out you're doing it, and they're gonna come you know and knock your door down. Right, right, right. right. So, um, what do you charge? Um, I charge it's one hundred dollars an hour. There's a two hour minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's $100 every hour thereafter. Mm-hmm. And we negotiate ahead of time the length of the session. Right. So that I can sort of have in my mind if I'm doing a morning session and somebody wants to book an afternoon session. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I require um, a deposit of $100 um, and they pay me via PayPal. And if they do a no show, 
I keep the deposit, but if they give me at least 24 hours notice, okay. then I will hold the deposit until we can reschedule. Make, reschedule. And if they cancel a second time, then that deposit belongs to me and don't good, call me again. Good business practice. Good business practice. I do practice. the same thing as a clergy with weddings, right? If you're not willing to send me a $100 deposit to hold your, your time mm -hmm. and your spot, right. then right. you're not serious. Right. Okay. And yeah. that just takes up my time. I could be doing something else. Do you, have you ever been in a situation where you're in the middle of something and suddenly you get this, your, your spidey sense goes off and says, wow, this might be a dangerous situation I put myself in? Um, not yet, um, because I have this dog mm -hmm. who does that for me. Okay. But I've never yet. What I do is um, I, I Skype at least twice with new clients mm -hmm. oh, before nice. I will meet them. Um, because usually, because it's a face-to-face. -face. Now, if mm -hmm. I get somebody says, oh, you know, my camera's broken or whatever, I'm like, when you get your camera fixed, you get back in touch with me, and once we can Skype and see each other, okay. I, will, I will be okay with that. And I ask some questions, mm -hmm. you know, I have certain questions, and it's their demeanor, you know, and how they are, and I can usually tell Skyping with somebody if I'm like, mm -mm, this is not, mm -mm, I'm getting bad vibes. Right. And I've had a couple of clients that I've Skyped with the first time, and I was like, this is really sketchy. I really don't know. And it's not the way that person looked. It was just their energy that was coming across to me. And then we Skyped a second time, and then he says, okay, so so now we can make a time to play. And I said, you know what? I'm just really going to decline. I just don't think I'm a good fit for you. Okay. And then that's how I left it. Well, that's okay. a good way to put it. I'm not a good yeah, fit for you. I'm not a good you, fit for you. putting it on them. Right. So, so how long have you been doing this? Um, about 10 years. About 10 years. What, and what made you decide to do it? Well, Because I mean, um, I'm, I'm thinking 10 years ago, it would have been 2008, when the market crashed, I know it would have made my decision to do well, it. Well, no. Um, what happened was um, I had started um, topping my husband, mm -hmm. and I was really good at it. And then I was talking to somebody online and he had an interest in my topping him. Um, and so then I did that. And then I you know, had a couple of ads up here or there and then people started contacting me. And then I found out that I really do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the money is decent. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the money goes back into the dungeon and the toys right. and all of that stuff. So it was a good way that, you know, to upgrade and all of that. So, and at the time I wasn't working, mm -hmm. I don't have to work. So it was just something for me to do. Right. Besides knitting mittens and eating bonbons all day. Right. <laughs> and probably a lot more interesting than a knitting. A lot more and... interesting, yes. Is there a, a, a community of pro dames? You guys like have your own, I mean, there used to be, I know there, there used to be like message boards and stuff. Right, that's yeah. There used to be on Yahoo, but I haven't found any. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that on FetLife, there's probably, you know, a group of pro-doms and, um, you know, I haven't really looked into that. Um, there is a group that I belong to because um, the majority of my clients that I have are actually baby boomers whose... Um, are looking to cross-dress mm -hmm. um, and to be able to feel at home cross-dressing and they 
you know, their wife has found them wearing panties and it was like, oh my God, the end of the world type right, of thing. Right. So, um, and a lot of times the men are older than the women, so they retire first. Mm -hmm. So then that's how I find, you know, they'll find me mm -hmm. um, through cross-dressing. Um, so, um, and I'm very, I'm, I'm kink friendly. I don't care what your kink is. If I'm not into it, that's okay. But if you want to get dressed and, and you have certain things that, you know, you would like to try. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is, um, a lot of times you'll read a story and, you know, and we're the, the, uh, the customer or the client called Safe Word and, you know, the, the mistress threw his clothes out in the street and threw him out naked and he had to get dressed. Well, I make my clients feel very comfortable because my dungeon is in my house. So uh -huh. the first place you stop it is my kitchen. That. Yeah. Okay. You're in my kitchen because that's where I grew up was at the kitchen table. Uh-huh. And I'll offer you coffee or tea or something to drink. And we will sit there and you may book two hours, but you, I say give yourself three because we're going to sit and we're going to talk. Because once we're face-to-face, -face, you know, if I still feel like I'm getting a good vibe, I'm good with that. Now, sometimes when I'm meeting a new customer, I have a friend of mine. I will pay him to come to my house and babysit. Uh -huh. You know, if, you know, in the beginning. Um, so, but, you know, it's, I try to get a good sense of the person before they come to my house. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I can tell you a really funny story. I had a gentleman who booked a session with me and I got him um, through word of mouth and I didn't know anything about him, but we had Skyped a couple times. And so he gets out of his car and he's looking around and everything, right? So I grew up in a cop house, okay? Mm -hmm. So he walks into my house and I said, hi, how are you? Come have a seat, you know? And I said, so we had, you know, whatever to drink. And so we're sitting there. So he says, well, I have something I need to tell you. And I said, well, I already know you're a cop. Mm -hmm. And he goes, how do you know that? I said, because I was raised in a cop house. Trust me, you got out of your car and you screamed cop. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he says, I'm not here to bust you. <laughs> so I said, okay, because there's no happy ending. And he said, no, 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 I'm not here to bust you. I'm here for your services. That was kind of, a, you know, mm -hmm. he was feeling a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I wasn't getting bad vibes, you know, of mm -hmm. him or everything. So you just don't know who you're going to meet. Right. But, um, but, you know, I get everybody from somebody who wants just to try cross-dressing to CEOs of big companies because they need that stress relief. Mm -hmm. Do you do a lot of your customers, are they repeat customers? Yes. Is it ongoing relationships, yes, it's ongoing. the normal then? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Because uh -huh. I didn't how, know I was getting ready to ring. How do I book a session? Not that I personally want to book a session, mind you. Just, Don, by the way, I may have some new, we may have a conversation coming up. Um, if somebody wanted to book a session with me, um, I would say you could go on to, um, um, Night Flirt. Okay. And I'm Mistress Nikita 54, 54 there. Okay. And I, and um, you could leave me a message. Mm -hmm. um, or on Fat Life, you can find me, I think, as Mistress Nikita 54 on Fat Life. Okay. So um, I may have to correct that for you, but. You know, and then, then we would get together. And if you know somebody that I know, I don't have to do that big vetting process as right. much. Right, okay, okay. You know, so if somebody say, oh, by the way, you know, Dawn, she met you, and whatever, then the vetting process is a little bit different. Okay. okay. So. Very cool. Awesome. But that's it. Mr. Nikita, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. You've certainly helped us learn something <laughs> new. And... Um, and thank you very much. You're so welcome. anyway, when I reach out to you, so do I just, you know, use my normal name or...